0: Welcome to the Migraine Miracle Moment. I'm your host, Dr. Josh Turknet. I'm a neurologist, migraine specialist, migraine sufferer, and author of the book, The Migraine Miracle. In this podcast, you'll learn all about how to find your path to migraine freedom without pills. Let's get started. Howdy, Beast Slayers. Welcome to another episode of The Miracle Moment. This is another Ask Dr. Te session where we read a question from either one of our recent clinic chats or one from our archive. All right, Jenny, what is our question for the week?
1: Okay. our question says, I read in the chatter archives that preventatives can leave us more vulnerable to migraines once we stop them. At what point does this start happening, and what point should you come off of them to prevent this? Also, what effects can we expect when we wean off? Most doctors tell you that the side effects stop when the meds stop. I'm wondering whether it's a good time to come off when starting the keto plan
0: okay great question Mm -hmm. and one that we get a lot yes Um, we get a lot of folks who've had migraines for a long time chronic migraines and they tend to uh, have been on or still are still on one or more preventative medications so Mm -hmm. the question always comes up you know when in the course of things to taper off of them sometimes that question comes after they've made considerable progress and they're wondering if they can go ahead and taper you know fine or at the beginning, some people want to be, once they've, you know, seen that there's an alternative path that mm-hmm. doesn't involve medications, they kind of want to cut everything out. And, and go, so all, in. go yes. all in. And go all in. And, um, you know, they don't like taking drugs in the first place, which is understandable. And so they want to get off it. So the question is always, you know, is that going to undermine um, any of my progress? Right. And so first thing, probably the, the two issues people are considering is one you know are there going to be any potential withdrawal effects so Mm -hmm. little side effects that come from um, tapering the medications and then the second question is am I going to see you know worsening of my migraines when this happens so with respect to the withdrawal technically speaking um, none of the medications that are that are typically used or that are approved for use for migraine prevention have classic withdrawal symptoms, so okay. they don't have tolerance and dependency like me- medications that truly are considered to have withdrawal symptoms. So that means that there are a lot of doctors who, if they have a patient on one of these medications, would just stop them altogether, um, and they're, been, they're not concerned about withdrawal. However, there are plenty of uh, patient reports and reasons to believe that there are symptoms associated with it. We may not think of it in the classic withdrawal sim- sense, but it still may be unpleasant, and mm-hmm. um, And that's going to be a function of what dose they've been taking, how long they've been taking it, and what medication it is. So um, some will certainly have more significant uh, side effects from coming off of them than others. And in my experience, probably the most significant ones are in the category of the tricyclic antidepressants. So the ones that are most commonly used there are imipramine, which is Elavil in the US, uh, brand name, and uh, nortriptyline, which is Pamelor um, in the US. And those drugs actually impact multiple neurotransmitter systems and why people may have more um, symptoms when they are coming off of them. Now, again, that's going to be heavily dependent on the dosage people have been on, how frequently they've been taking it. And then the other class of medications where, in my experience, I've had more patients report symptoms that occur when coming off of uh, the medications are the SNRI category of medications, which uh, the most commonly used one here for migraine is probably um, venlafaxine or Effexor. And then Zymbalta is another one in this category. And once again, the reason is likely because uh, they too impact more than one neurotransmitter system. So the best strategy for minimizing those effects is just to taper things over time. Usually, I'll taper folks over, a, over over a period of a few weeks. But again, not all doctors do this, and I've known of a great many people who have just stopped them altogether without any kind of taper and not noticed anything. Mm-hmm. And and in all honesty, usually it's the folks who have asked about the possibility. <laughs> Of withdrawal symptoms who so end up experiencing pro- them. Yes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so one of the issues here is the expectation of this happening can actually make it more likely to happen. The, the well-known and well-documented nocebo effect. So I would say in general, the vast majority of people who have stopped them um, without, even without a taper, haven't noted or reported any significant symptoms. They may have actually experienced something but not known what to attribute it to. So that's right. possible as okay. well. The other question being, you know, is this going to undermine my progress at all, or is this going to be, you know, make me more prone to migraines for a period of time? And the the upside here, which is which is an upside and downside at the same time, is that the preventatives actually don't work very well. Mm-hmm. So that actually makes them beneficial in this stamp- from this standpoint because taking them away usually doesn't do a whole lot. Uh, right. <laughs> um, and that's been, by and large, my experience. That's It's possible. And sometimes, you know, the, if they do work, they usually work for a short period of time or help for a short period of time. So likewise, coming off of them may see things worsen for a very short period of time. Mm-hmm. But again, that's still the exception to the rule. I don't typically see any change um, in frequency, especially for those who have adopted the plan and are doing that, Mm -hmm. then the, you know, the, the, the preventatives are just a non-issue either way. Mm -hmm. And in terms of of kind of someone who's deciding when to do this, um, I generally advise people not to make more than one change at a time. That way, you know, if you've made a change and you're experiencing something, you kind of know what to attribute it to. Mm -hmm. Um, So you know, if someone's just starting with the, p- implementing a bunch of new diet and lifestyle things, probably not the best time to be also tapering medications and sort of muddying the waters there. And since they don't really influence things either way, you know I don't there's not an imperative to ditch them you know at that point in time. However, if someone is in the boat where they're just like, "I'm done with medications altogether, that's perfectly fine too. And psychologically that may be, may be beneficial. So that's Mm -hmm. really just an, an individual decision.
1: So if somebody you're saying that you recommend one change at a time. So if we're looking at the three pillars of migraine freedom, which one do you address first?
0: So the three pillars being, um, establishing metabolic flexibility, Mm -hmm. um, minimizing mismatched foods and behaviors and, um, eliminating rebound. Mm-hmm. And, uh, if people have heard any of the prior podcasts on rebound, they'll know that that one is typically going to be the most important in the beginning, mm-hmm. um, addressing the medications. And that's because you're, you you will not be able to see the fruits of your efforts in the other pillars until that one is dealt with. Or at
1: least as clearly. Not
0: nearly as clearly, mm-hmm. right. Um, and so you, it may give you the illusion that things are improving um, if those are still in the mix because their influence is so powerful.
1: Right. And and I think that's one challenge people have when they come to us mm-hmm. is that they see this plan as just the diet piece and they start there. And if they don't see immediate results because they haven't ta- tackled the, the rebound piece. Yeah.
0: And we saw that happening a lot. Several years ago, mm-hmm. which is really when we started being focusing so much on making sure people were mindful of that aspect, and that's actually when the three pillars came about, right? Because it was it was you know so absolutely essential to, to things working,
1: mm-hmm. right?
0: And I talk about this phenomenon that we've experienced or seen with a lot of the people we work with is that they'll come in and have this slow progress while they're implementing the plan building those other two pillars mm-hmm. and then you know have stopped or greatly reduced abortive medication consumption and then suddenly they see this jump this improvement and you know it's finally that that rebound piece getting out of getting mm-hmm. out of the way and then they can suddenly see the fruits of all the other stuff that they've right done. Mm-hmm. i believe i referred to that in the course as the uh intersection of triumph so where your your rebound You know, the vulnerability for medications is going down, and then your, you know, benefits from the plan is going up, and then you cross this sort of threshold where those things cross, and then you start to see dramatic improvements. Right, and in
1: case anybody's wondering, the course, you're referring to Yeah,
0: right, the Beast Slayer Training Academy, yes.
1: So it was good to cover that topic. That's a very popular topic and, and one we continue to discuss with our members in Migrant Neverland. And in fact, we have a number of chatter issues, including one completely, one complete issue dedicated just to the topic of preventatives because there are so many questions surrounding it. But just in case anyone is curious about the other questions addressed in this particular issue, uh, the other questions in this discussion were how to count migraine days when tracking. Can the Migraine Miracle Plan help with multiple sclerosis? how to use the migraine superfoods list, and this is a list that's actually found in the B. Slater Training Academy, in case anyone's wondering where that is. Um, How to evaluate whether to include potatoes or sweet potatoes in the plan. Am I losing weight too fast when starting keto? Would it be beneficial to try a a vegetarian or a vegan diet? Would dry skin be related to going keto? Uh, What would mitigate symptoms of gastritis when going keto? And how to mitigate trouble in consuming coffee while intermittent fasting. So those are the other questions that were in that particular discussion.
0: That was a big chat. It was. Um, Did you mention what issue that was?
1: That was actually, uh, that one isn't in the archives yet because it was last week in our clinic chat. So coming soon to the archives. That's right, coming soon. so it'll probably be issue 140 or so. All right. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And if you want to participate in our future chats and become part of our Migraine Neverland family, you can check out all of that and all the other resources we offer um, by going to the website, mymigrainemiracle.com, and clicking on the resources tab. And if you like this podcast, uh, don't forget to subscribe, and it'd be awesome if you left a rating and review in iTunes. All right, that's all for today. Now it's time to go out and slay the beast.